There's a million things we have to do today, and worrying doesn't need to be one of them. That's why one in nine families use Life360 for safety, to connect to the people that matter most. Join today and get premium features that keep your family protected with real-time location updates, crash detection, and 24-7 roadside assistance. Because let's face it, you're more than just your to-do list, you're a family. So let's live life 360. Download for free today. Coming to you from Nashville, Tennessee, this is Parareality Radio. I'm Sandman, and I'm going to be your host for the next hour or so tonight. Good evening, everyone, and thanks for tuning in on this Monday, November the 5th, 2012. Of course, that means it is time for another episode of Parareality Radio. Tonight, I'm going to be talking about the Slender Man. For those of you who don't know what Slender Man is, or maybe you've heard of Slender Man before, but you really don't understand that much about him, then you're listening to the right show. So keep on listening. I first heard of Slender Man about, oh, probably two months or so ago through a, uh, a post on Facebook of all places, and I've been obsessed with Slender Man ever since. I've spent just about every waking moment for the last couple of months researching everything that I can get my hands on about Slender Man. So tonight's episode of Parareality Radio will be the culmination of all that countless hours of research that I've been doing. <clears throat> By the end of the show tonight, you'll know where Slender Man came from, how he became the modern-day urban legend that he is, and together we'll try to determine if he's real or not. But first of all, before I begin the show, as always, let me tell you how you can get in contact with me because there are a few different ways of doing this. First of all, you can always find me on Yahoo messenger by using my screen name which is gray dragon 98 that's g-r-e-y-d-r-a-g-o-n 98 tacked on to the back of it gray dragon 98 now if you're not already on my contact list um, please let me know that you listen to the show whenever you send me a friend request otherwise i'll probably just decline your invitation and that's thanks to all of the 
believe it or not, spam mail that we that we get or not mail, but the the spam request that that's popping up all over instant messenger chats from people who want you to, you know, click on this link so you can go see them take their clothes off and stuff like that. Not into that. Don't want to pay to see you take your clothes off. Um, Sorry, so I'm going to do that. It's going to be in person, right? I don't want to do it on a web camera. <laughs> but that's a whole other show. <laughs> so if you're not on my contact list already on Yahoo, just please let me know you listen to the show or you'll probably get declined. Uh, you can also send me an email. My email address is sandman at parareality.com, which is also my website. Just go to www.parareality.com. There on the World Wide Web, and you can find out all about Parareality, a little bit about me. You can listen to the shows from there, of course, and uh, they've got some pictures. Uh, some more things are going to be coming up on the the website here before very much longer. Um, so um, make sure that you uh, just go to uh, www.parareality.com and uh, check it out. You'll be able to find out a lot of information about what's going on with the upcoming shows. And like I said, you'll be able to listen to this show. You'll be able to listen to past shows that I've had from my days on Live 365, as well as from my days on WRFN. Uh, finally, well, not finally, there's actually two more things. Uh, I, I, I'm on Facebook. I'm also available on Facebook. Just look under Sandman.com. Reality. There you can find out a lot about me that's going on personally. I don't post stuff every day, but uh, I have stuff uh, up there every so often. I have polls, I have announcements and, and general stuff like that. Stuff that I don't necessarily put on the website. So uh, you can look on parareality.com, find out about the show there, and you can check me out on Facebook, Sandman dot parareality and find out a little bit more information and finally i still have the studio line up and running you can call the studio at 615-692-1170 and leave a message just be aware that i may play your comment back on the show and you never know i may actually answer the phone because i am in the studio all the time working on projects working on the show putting stuff together doing stuff for the website so uh, you just may be able to catch me there when you call that number once again is 615-692-1170 now be be aware that uh, long distance charges may apply because this is not a toll-free number obviously all right, well, those are all the different ways that you can get in touch with me. So uh, send me an email, send me an instant message, go to Facebook, heck, give me a phone call if you want to. Uh, you never know, I may answer. So those are all the different ways you can get in touch with me. I'm going to let you listen to a little bit of music now so I can get prepared to do the show. And I will be right back in a few moments, and we will get on learning about Slenderman. I'll see you in just a few minutes, everybody.
This is Parareality Radio, your information source for all things paranormal. Join your host Sandman and his roster of special guests, experts, and experiencers as they explore the realms of the known and the unknown. New shows broadcast the first Monday of every month at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Listen online at parareality.com. Turn on. Tune in and find out. All right, I am back and getting on with the show this evening. We are going to learn all about Slender Man. For those of you who have never heard of Slender Man, this is going to be a very eye-opening show this evening. And maybe if you have heard of Slender Man and think you know all that there is to know about him, you may be very surprised at some of the information that's going to be put forth to you. Slenderman is described as wearing a black suit, black suit, a black suit, strikingly similar to the visage of the notorious Men in Black. You know the Will Smith uh, show, uh, and the names, as the, his name suggests, appears very thin, and he's also able to stretch his limbs and torso out to inhuman lengths in order to induce fear and ensnare his prey. Once his arms are outstretched, Slenderman's victims are put into something of a hypnotized state where they're utterly helpless to stop themselves from walking right into his arms. Slenderman is also able to create tendrils from his fingers and from his back and he uses these to sometimes walk as well as just make himself appear very, very scary. Now, whether Slenderman absorbs, kills, or just merely takes his victims to an undisclosed location or dimension is also unknown as there are very seldom any bodies or any evidence left behind in his wake to deduce a definite conclusion. Slenderman 
is most often seen as a tall, extremely thin man with long arms and a face that no two people see in the same way, if they actually see any face at all. He is generally described as not having a, any facial features. No eyes, no nose, no lips, no mouth, no teeth, nothing. Where he comes from is as much as a mystery as what he wants. All that's known is that there's evidence of him existing for far longer than one would expect. Those who see him often wind up missing or worse with their mutilated bodies impaled upon a tree and their organs removed and then replaced systematically. Slenderman's presence is associated with paranoia and sometimes a strange sickness, and those who see him are frequently found to be maniacally writing strange messages, drawing mad scribbles of dark faceless figures and other symbols on walls, paper, whatever else they can get their hands on, is advised to avoid investigating too much lest you get entrenched too deep and find yourself the subject of unwanted interest. And we're going to have more on that later on in the show. Now, depending upon the interpretation of the myth, Slender Man can cause memory loss, insomnia, paranoia, coughing fits, which have been nicknamed slender sickness. Uh, he can have distortions on digital photos and videos, and he can supposedly teleport at will. The urban legend has inspired fan arts, fictional creepypastas, and a mockumentary series called Marble Hornets, which is available on YouTube. It's kind of like, um, kind of filmed, you know, Blair Witch style from, you know, one person's point of view from behind the camera. It's a very interesting um, concept, a very interesting video. So actually won a lot of awards, got a lot, a, lot, a lot of following. And there's more than just one web series about Slender Man. And once again, we're going to get into that a little bit later on in the show as well. Now, let's talk about... Uh, some some other facts about this slender man person supposedly he is or could be someone called der grabman and that is a german name for the great man and is often translated into creepypastas as the tall man it's rumored to be a german folklore concerning an extremely tall boogeyman existing since some time around the 16th century, which was introduced uh, to the mythos as an in-game point of origin for the creature. Now, in-game, we're going to get into that in just a little bit, but I want to give you some background. In-game refers to this Marble Hornets and other video uh, documentary series that's on YouTube. They are referred to as ARGs, Alternate Reality Games. So one of the things that has been postulated, not just because it's, it was brought up as an in-game uh, possibility, but this is something that has translated into the, this is an actual possibility of where the Slender Man came from, is the Great Man or the Tall Man, der Grobman. Um it was first used in the Slender Man web series called Tribe 12 
and it's been reused in many creepy pastas. Now, what is a creepy pasta? Okay, creepy pasta is just uh, an internet tale on like a, a an internet. It's a ghost story or a creepy story, a campfire story, if you will, a scary story that's told basically on the internet. That's basically what a creepy pasta is. Okay. Um, anyway. Uh, it was first used, the Dirk Grobman thing was first used in a Slenderman web series called Tribe 12 and has been reused in a lot of creepypastas. Uh, other recurring names for Slenderman are Schwarzwald, which translated is the, the Black Forest, an actual place in Germany where the creature is said to have first appeared, and Der Ritter, which is the night, translated. And that's based on several 16th century woodcuts by a man named Hans Freckenberg. And it actually featured a strange figure dueling another man, a very strange skeletal, thin-like figure dueling another man. This creature was basically a skeleton with a deformed skull and supposedly had four limbs, which he seemed to be able to contort into impossible angles. On March 17th, 2011 Encyclopedia Slenderia, which that just shows how popular Slenderman is. He has a whole encyclopedia dedicated to him on the web. It's like Encyclopedia Slenderia published a post revealing that the original woodcut of Der Ritter actually did not show additional limbs. So if you type in Der Ritter and it's D-E-R separate word R-I-T-T-E-R translated as the knight, you'll probably see a woodcut by Hans Freckenberg that shows a really tall, skinny, skeleton-like creature with a formed skull with a spear and what looks to be four limbs. Actually, the first original woodcut uh, did not show any additional limbs, although it did have the skeleton-looking person with the deformed skull and the spear and everything. Someone just did a... Um, how can I say they photoshopped, they manipulated the image to make it look like he had four limbs. And we're going to get into this in a little bit. I'm kind of giving you a little bit of background information here. The Slender Man's a creature or being with various nebulously defined characteristics and abilities. Slender Man was first mentioned in Something Awful Forums Create Paranormal Images uh, thread. Slender Man will generally appear as a tall man in a black suit with a red or black tie and white shirt with no eyes, mouth, or clearly defined facial features. Slenderman has no hair and generally has normal-looking bare hands. He's typically depicted in imagery and literature as between anywhere between 6 and 15 feet tall, depending on the situation. And in video situations, he's anywhere between six and seven feet tall, sometimes eight. In almost every description, Slenderman's basic attributes will vary. Though actually they'll vary greatly. However, several basic traits are typical of his behavior. He's shown to behave in a very passive aggressive manner. He stalks his targets for years at a time. He tortures his targets mentally for various unknown reasons. And he's rarely ever shown in a benevolent light and is typically shown as a malevolent force, as a matter of fact. This behavioral pattern has an uncertain reasoning behind it and exactly why he behaves in such a way has yet to really be fully ascertained. The most important factor about Slender Man is the mystery. 
He lives unlike any human being has ever lived, despite having a similar appearance to us humans. It's uncertain if he's social or if he even understands human languages or behaviors or why it is humans appear to be his main target. His targets will typically behave in really, really off ways like they're possessed. Uh, but whether their psychosis is causing them to speak for him or for themselves really isn't entirely certain either. And what I mean by speaking, they will speak uh, uh, in strange, not in strange uh, uh, language or anything, but they speak in strange terms, uh, very weird, uh, broken, fragmented sentences, stuff that makes no sense. Uh, these are called, once you're possessed by Slender Man, you're called a proxy, P-R-O-X-Y, proxy. So actually, proxy is is actually a shortened term. It's a slender proxy. Um, and the slender proxies are used to do a lot of slender man's bidding in the mortal world to other people whom he is stalking. Now, his appearance, slender man, his appearance is variable as the years go on, but as of to date, the most recent appearance appearance is that of the aforementioned abnormally tall human with long arms and no face who's wearing a business suit. Now again, it's uncertain if his suit is real cloth or some form of skin molded into such a way that it, that it appears like that. If it's the former, it would imply an intelligent being attempting to try to blend in. If it's the latter, it shows a being who is extremely adaptive and evolves to match his environment and stick out less. Slenderman's appearance provokes a wide range of responses, the most common being fear. This is partially due to his extremely towering size over a full-grown adult, which mimics the childhood fear of adults you know, being bigger than children. His behavior also factors into this. And finally, the main fact is that he's completely unable to be described in, I guess, in human terms. While a description and words can be given, human language lacks the ability to truly define the entity until such a human time as, as when humans actually interact with him, if, if it's all possible then to even describe him. Now, this problem stems from the fact that he operates in a plane of existence further from us humans. This is believed to be fourth dimensional space, which gives him powers a human can't understand due to the fact that we humans live in three dimensions of space. And it's really hard for us to comprehend the fourth dimension, at least it is at this time. In total, two major types of Slender Man descriptions exist. The original versions depict him as not only malevolent, but extremely dangerous. He'll do odd things like removing organs and placing them in bags, like I've already said. He's impaled targets on trees and aggressively stalked targets after a period of time. A contemporary description, or depiction should I say, shows Slender Man as being an extremely passive-aggressive being, often letting a person slowly delve into madness at their situation until being unable to cope. 
Now, if he is provoked to anger, he will typically charge a target down until he catches them and then vanish with them to a time, place, location as yet unknown. Now, this version also shows an odd response to electronic equipment and causes massive problems with audio, surveillance, uh, cameras, digital, uh, video, um, uh, and other various electronic devices that displays audio or video. Sometimes an individual can determine if he is near simply by how certain electronics react, like radios, televisions, or cameras. How powerful this effect is seems to vary and can be due either to Slenderman's own state of aggression or other outside factors, either inside or beyond Slenderman's control. Slenderman's original abilities include invisibility to select people, a lot of invisibility to adult humans or anyone without the use of a camera, a video camera more specifically. He also has the ability to change height and body shape, the ability to shape his arms into tentacles, and the ability to sprout tentacle-like appendages from its back and shoulders to be used as additional arms or legs, or just simply to instill fear into his prey. Slenderman also has connections to children, with many of the original stories revolving around disappearing children or featured Slenderman being sighted in photos with children. Okay, so that's a little bit about Slenderman. So how does he how does he come up? What when does he start stalking you and why? That's a very good question and you you don't have answers to these questions. Okay? Um a lot of times Slenderman will appear to you um totally out of the blue by accident. Maybe you accidentally catch him on film while you're filming some random, say, vacation or you're screwing around with your camera in the backyard or something, and he's in the area. And once you film him and you recognize, maybe you play it back later, you recognize, hey, what the hell is this? Uh, then you have garnered his attention because now you've recognized that there's something going on. Or maybe you are like me and you've just found out about Slenderman and you start doing research on your own and now you know he exists and now he's figured out who you are because you have been looking into him and now you know too much. I don't know. It, you know, um, he can appear without reason or rhyme. Maybe there's some sort of connection that you have to him that you don't know about. Um, maybe you're just more susceptible to paranormal stuff. Um, I, re I really don't know. But what I do know is once you have been targeted by Slenderman, he is relentless and he will pursue you until one or two things happens. Well, actually, one of three things happens. He will pursue you until you go completely insane. He will pursue you until he actually catches you and takes you to parts unknown, places unknown, maybe the fourth dimension. Or he may turn you into a slender proxy and therefore you're going to do his bidding with someone else that he's stalking. So it's very, um, you have, 
several different things that can happen to you once Slender Man gets you in his sights. And once he gets you in his sights, I don't know if there's any way to um, defeat him or get away from him or, I don't know, make him leave you alone. Now, where does Slender Man come from? We've talked about various origins, theories, and all this other sorts of stuff, but really... How long has he been around? When did he originally come about? And what is this whole fascination with Slender Man? Well, let me tell you, okay? Slender Man, the origin of this guy, actually, he didn't exist at all until June 8th, 2009. That was only three years ago, people, okay? Now, on June the 8th, 2009, a Paranormal Pictures Photoshop contest was launched on the Something Awful Forums, also known as the SA Forums. This contest required participants to turn ordinary photographs into creepy-looking images through digital manipulation and then pass them on as authentic photographs on a number of paranormal forums. So... Something Awful users soon began sharing their, their faux paranormal creations with layered images of ghosts and other anomalies, usually accompanied by a fabricated witness account to make them more convincing. Well, on June 10th of that year, 2009, Something Awful forum user by the name of Victor Surge posted two black and white photographs of unnamed children with a short description of Slender Man as a mysterious creature who stalked children. The next day, June 11th, Victor Surge continued to improve upon the myth by adding another picture in a fake doctor's account. The following day, something awful user Leech Code 5 posted a photograph of a burning building with a Slender Man backstory. On June 14th, SA Goon Trench Mall reused the Slender Man character for his own story. The original thread, which is still active today, extends for probably about 50 or 60 pages or more. And I actually found this thread. And I've downloaded some excerpts from it from uh, Victor Surge and some other users. And I'm going to read some stuff off to you here that has uh, Victor Surge's uh, comments and, and stuff like that on it. Uh, the first one says, and this was done uh, this was done by Victor Surge, says, I'm done with this Slender Man stuff. It's starting to make me uneasy. It's like reading the GBS ghost story threads before I go to bed. Why do I have to look at this stuff while it's super late? And he goes on, um, on June the 14th, 2009, around 3.40 in the morning, he says, uh, Yeah, I wanted the last set of images to be more obvious since the people taking the pictures kind of knew what they were dealing with and therefore could get better shots before it wiped them out. And I kind of wanted to bring it to a close. I'm glad everyone enjoyed it, although initially it hadn't been my intent to do more past the first picture post. What essentially inspired me was stuff like The Rake, 
since that pretty much terrified me, having an unearthly creature such as a skinwalker or something stalking you has always been much scarier than ghosts, in my opinion. As for image assets, I used a lot. I have a folder with about 70 different things in it. Once again, that was something that Victor Surge posted around uh, 3.40 in the morning on June 14th, 2009. Then um, there's there's a, excuse me, that was, uh, yeah, around 3.40 in the morning. And then you move forward the same day to around 4.15 that afternoon. So you got a 12-hour fast forward in time here. Victor Surge says, the Slender Man as an idea was made up off the top of my head, although the concept is based on a number of things that scare me. The name I thought up on the fly when I wrote that first bit. The asset I used for a couple of the pictures was the creepy tall guy from Phantasm, which sadly I have not seen, and the others, various guys in suits. All the things that aren't the torso and legs, like the tentacles and Slender Man's face, were painted from scratch, however. So that's one of the first things that, that struck me when I first saw pictures of the Slender Man was Phantasm. Because if you've ever seen Phantasm, you know there's a character in there named the Tall Man, and he is wearing a black suit, black tie, white shirt. Now, <clears throat> another user... Um, let's see. I don't think I have this guy's name here. Um... No, I don't have this guy's name here. Another user on the Something Awful forums came up and posted this little backstory, which has been posted on numerous websites. And um, he actually had a photo that he said went along with the story. This has got posted on many uh, forums and many different websites. And it actually gained a a underground following this particular story as being actually true and their supposed uh, audio tapes from some of this and I'm going to play some of that for you in just a minute this is based on something that happened at a place called the Henderson Horse Farm back in 1954 and this is this is what this guy has posted here's the case the Henderson family owned the farm and land since the mid-1800s. The owners were Ted Wilcox Henderson, age 41, Judy Henderson, wife, age 36, and Tracy Henderson, daughter, age 6. The morning of June 15th, about eight days after the picture was posted, the picture was taken that was posted on the Something Awful forum that he put up there, on the morning of June 15th, neighbors called the local police complaining of screams and the sounds of gunfire. Sheriff Clint Denterman, age 54, and two deputies, Dan Parks, age 24, and Chris Fines, age 33, came to the farm at 8.34 a.m. The horses in the barn were torn apart, almost as if attacked by wild animals. Inside the main house, reports said that there was blood all over the living room, kitchen, and hallway. Ted, that's the father, was found in the bedroom, barricaded behind some furniture. Next to him was the body of his wife, killed by a shotgun blast to the chest, and Ted still had the weapon in his hands. From Deputy Dan Parks' report, and this is a quote from the report, Ted had a freaked out, far-off look in his eyes. He seemed not to realize 
that we were in the room. We asked what happened, where was his daughter, but he didn't answer. Ted was charged with the murder of his wife. Due to his mental state, he was sent to Jenkins Mental Hospital. For almost a year and a half, Ted did not speak. However, on the third anniversary of the murder, his doctor, named Dr. Dalton, called the sheriff. Ted was speaking. <clears throat> now, here is the recording that I'm going to play that has that is supposedly uh, an interview that this Dr. Dalton did with Ted Henderson when he started speaking. And this was supposedly recorded on June the 15th, 1956 at 8.30 p.m. So listen to this, and then I'll be back and we'll discuss this. Well, we'll discuss the astro aftermath of this, and then we'll discuss the audio in just a minute. So listen to this. Here we go. Okay, Ted. Go ahead. It's on. <clears throat> Am I safe? Yes. You're safe. Now tell me what happened that night. Horses. Horses acting up. Horses. Go on. We went out there. Dead. All dead. The eyes. No. No eyes. What did you see? Ran. Ran inside. Got the gun. Tracy's crying. Judy's. Judy's screaming. Ran to them. He had them. Was holding them. Who had them? Skinny fellow. Suit. Looking at me. Judy was screaming. Shoot me. Shoot me. Shoot me. Shoot me. You shot Judy? Saved her. Saved her. Did you shoot Tracy? No. It went after me. They went after me. Sh shot them. Kept, keep shooting. Tracy, let Tracy go. Damn it! Let her go! No, no, no. Okay. Alright, so that was supposedly a recording made on June 15th, 1956 at 8.30 p.m. with Dr. Dalton interviewing Ted Henderson. So the aftermath of this interview is that Ted Henderson was found dead in his room at 3 a.m. on June 16th. So that's just a short few hours after this interview took place. Ted was somehow able to get out of his restraints and chew through his wrist, causing himself to bleed to death. Um... There was a picture that was supposedly um, taken at the Henderson farm um, on the morning of the sea. About June the 7th or so. Uh, that had a picture of a slender man in it 
somewhere around the barn area. The picture was studied several times, and the experts agree that the man in the suit may be the one that Ted was saying on the audio uh, who attacked his farm and stole his child. Okay, so obviously you can listen to that audio tape and tell that it's faked. There, that was something that somebody, and I, I don't know who made the tape. I want to say it was probably whoever posted uh, this case study on the Something Awful forums, and I did not get this person's name. I thought I had it, but I, I, I could I, obviously I don't. Um, I don't know who it was, but I, I'm going to say this person probably made that tape or someone associated with him made that tape. Um, it's, it's obviously faked. It's not real. Um, however, if you're a very gullible person, you would probably fall for it. But that's just how rapidly this Slender Man idea picked up steam and started just blowing up over the internet. Now you've already got, not only do you have some people making up pictures and some background stories with these pictures, but now you're having whole case files and, and audio and interviews and excerpts from, from transcripts and all this other sorts of stuff, you know, and this is only just a, a few days after Slenderman was born. So you, you fast forward and there's more Slenderman stuff in the something awful forums. Um, this excerpt was from a user called Moto 42. And this was posted on June 16th, 2009, about a quarter till seven in the morning. And this is what Moto 42 says. He says, I'm loving the slender man. That's just an awesome name to start with. The minimal backstory to the image was just perfect. Victor, you have a gift for horror. It seems you posted one image in a tiny backstory planting a small seed of an idea onto the internet without even knowing or planning for others to run into it and make it grow. Then people saw your idea and started expanding on it. The Slender Man went from an isolated incident to a full mythos with woodcuttings, incident reports, cover-ups, and multiple killings to its name in just a few pages of collaborative effort. Somebody com compared it to the special containment procedures files. That's another thing on the Something Awful forums. I'm officially taking credit for creating SCP-173. That's short for special containment procedure files. The original and dropping it into 4chan's X board. Pretty much the same thing happened there that happened here. Anonymous ran with it after I set it loose and the results have been phenomenal. The folks at wiki.com wiki.com, excuse me, have done an awesome job with this simple format. There's some very nice creepy pasta to be had there. What I'm trying to say with both of these is that I am continually amazed with how a single idea on the internet can sprout and grow into something more credible than you ever expected simply through a small amount of created effort on the part of many individuals. I won't be getting to sleep anytime soon thanks to you all. And then he goes on to say, I'll try to add something to the Slender Man mythos later. And that was uh, a message that was posted June 16, 2009. 
and I could get more and more examples of what's going on with Slender Man just pulling it off the something awful forms. So, so what we have here is something that wasn't made up until 2009 in, in the middle of the year, June of 2009, Slender Man didn't even exist or did he? Now here is the kicker. Okay. He may be real. He may have existed for many centuries. He may be as old as the planet is itself. He could be a demon some or some other non-human entity. It's just that he hasn't been given a name until now. Maybe Victor Surge did make up the quote-unquote Slender Man all on his own. Maybe he had... And it's a coincidence that there's some creature out there or being out there that is very similar. Or maybe he himself had an encounter with Slender Man. I don't know. Or just maybe, just maybe, Slender Man really never existed until June of 2009. But now he does. So what do I mean by that? Well, because of its in inexact nature, no one's really yet determined what Slender Man is. There are currently two leading theories as to what Slender Man may be, and they're the Tulpa effect and quantum theory. The internet popularity of Slender Man spawned a massive amount of interconnected ARGs, that's the alternate reality games, collectively known as the Slender Man mythos. And we're going to be talking about, or I'm going to be talking about, the Slender Man mythos here in just a couple of minutes. But first I want to touch on these theories. There, the, There's actually, the top two is the Tulpa and Quantum, but there's actually one other called Core Theory. And I'm going to talk about Core Theory very briefly. But first let's talk about Quantum Theory. Quantum Theory is a central theory to the explanation of the apparent supernatural nature of Slender Man and, of course, it's the competitor to the core theory and the Tulpa effect. Quantum theory is based around the idea that Slender Man is a physical substratum, not a thought form, whose existence and powers are in part reliant on physics and understood science. This explanation seeks a physical explanation and not a pseudoscientific explanation for Slender Man. So, understand the quantum theory a little bit better. This is very, very complicated. The Copenhagen model of quantum mechanics, the interpretation of experimental particle data, widely taught and accepted, is believed by many to be nearly synonymous with indeterminism, the philosophy that all actions of the universe are inherently random. Data from experimentation in the quantum domain revealed that electrons and other fundamental particles have what is called a wave function. The Copenhagen model posits that this wave function is a probability distribution of the particle in question and is collapsed by an external measurement into certainty. Thus, the particle could be anywhere in space-time 
but has greater probability of being located at one position than another. When the waveform is collapsed by an observer or measurement, it is forced to randomly choose a position with respect to the probability of the equation. So what the hell are we talking about here? Well, for the quantum theory of Slenderman's supernatural nature to have substantial explanatory power, Slenderman must have a wave function with probability similar to lonely fundamental particles. Thus, sophisticated versions of quantum theory suggest that Slenderman is himself a sort of natural embodiment of probability, a fundamental substratum that, although seemingly composed of billions of particles like humans, act as a single quantum particle. That can explain how he is able to appear in one spot and teleport and appear somewhere else all across the world and have these strange abilities and powers because somehow... He's got this wave function thing going on. Now, this whole quantum theory thing is something that's way, way more in-depth than what I was trying to tell you what it is. And it's it's actually using modern-day tangible science to try to explain Slenderman and what he is. But there's a couple of other theories as well. There's also the core theory. Now, I'm going to touch on this very briefly. The core theory is the central theory created by the Slender Nation on their wiki page and their subsequent forum that uses the input from many users to collaboratively create a series of universal properties to Slender Man. And between this, you have the, the, the Slender Mythos, the alternate reality games, or the ARGs, and various other canons. This theory is based mostly around the hypothetical existence of the Tulpa effect, which is why I wanted to mention core theory first, because now you've got the Tulpa, which is kind of what I'm thinking Slenderman may be. And for those of you who don't know what a Tulpa is, a Tulpa is a thought form or being created from the collective thoughts of separate individuals. Tulpas obviously are theoretical in nature, although some semi-scientific research and studies were conducted in the area between for about 20 years, between 1960 and 1980. The Tulpa effect is the name given to unintentional creations of a Tulpa based upon collective belief of a being with similar traits. Now, in relation to Slenderman, the idea of intentional creation of this character, of this being, as a Tulpa came really as early as August of 2009, and the idea was first thrown around in the Something Awful forums. Now, this idea is still carried today by some Slenderman-based communities, specifically Slender Nation, although the separate evolutions of, of the Slenderman creature, I guess, uh, has created varying beliefs, traits, descriptions, and actions, and no longer includes a single unified description of Slenderman from which a Tulpa could be created. But I still think that Slenderman is a some sort of Tulpa. Some worries over the unintentional creation of a Slender Woman Tulpa due to the popularity of the 
present day mythos has popped up here recently. Others believe that the Tulpa effect may have a serious real life repercussion with the creation of a real Slender Man, which is what I think is, is going on. Now, in the late 2000s and in the early 2010s, I guess you could say, several individuals recorded ongoing stalking and attack scenarios of themselves and their friends. Now, this is the ARGs or alternate reality games that I was telling you about. These video accounts are codenamed, and you can find them all over YouTube. The most popular and the original was Marble Hornets, which is a very, very good, creepy uh, video series. It's got about 64 videos. Uh, the next one would be Everyman Hybrid, which is also in itself kind of creepy. It's really, really harder to follow because they have so many uh, things going on in it. Uh, there's um, uh, like scavenger hunt things. There's Twitter. And they, they at one point in time were doing live video chats on, on uh, Ustream and there's all kind of stuff going on behind the scenes that if you don't know and you don't try to catch up with all this stuff, if you just watch the videos from beginning to end, and there's about 56 or 58 of them, there's a lot of info that that is left out. Stuff skips around a lot, but still a very good series. Uh, uh, kind of over the top with some of the things that they do, but still a very good series. Uh, there's also one called Tribe 12, which I've already mentioned. Uh, one called Dark Harvest Zero Zero, or should I say Dark Harvest Double O, and then uh, ML Anderson Zero, or O, ML Anderson O. All of these series, Everyman Hybrid, Tribe 12, Dark Harvest, and, and uh, they all contain some sort of video and or audio distortion indicating that Slender Man has some sort of effect on modern digital instruments, as, as I've already mentioned. This doesn't appear in any of the original accounts. However, these mostly make use of photographs and video of primarily lower-tech varieties. Everyman Hybrid has applied this distortion to be the effect of something called Sigma Radiation, which is radiation given off by Slender Man and one of his proxies called the Rake. Uh, Sigma radiation is also contagious. Uh, there's a character on there called Evan, and it entered his bloodstream, and because uh, he, he was he was uh, uh, attacked by the rake and maimed, and he got the sick with Sigma radiation. Uh, but you'll have to follow this the series uh, anyway. Everyman Hybrid and uh, ML uh, Anderson. Also make use of something called slender walking, which is a term described, uh, it's, it's used to describe Slender Man's ability to teleport and appear and disappear at will. Uh, Everyman Hybrid independently indicates the use of selective invisibility to groups or individuals through head tilting and also space-time warping, teleportation between locations. And similar abilities were seen early in Slender Man accounts, and, and Everyman Hybrid also hints at the uh, affecting of mental health or control of it. I mean, it, this, it, they go so deep into the mythos, and I'm not going to try to to bore you with um, what's going on with these video accounts of Slenderman attacks. But what I am going to tell you, if you don't know what Slenderman is, if you'll go to YouTube and type in Everyman Hybrid 
and that's all one word, or Marble Hornets, you'll be able to find out a ton of information about Slenderman. Or, or you can just actually type in uh, Slenderman on a Google search, and you can find out tons of information about Slenderman there as well. So it, it, it's it's all very confusing. So Slenderman real? Slenderman not real. Made up? Brought into existence because of collective thought processes? What is Slenderman? How did he come to be? Well, I'll tell you. What I think, I think that Slenderman is a supra-terrestrial intelligence created by the collective consciousness. He's a tulpa. I think that's what happened. I don't think that Slender Man necessarily existed before two thousand, before June of 2009. I think that everyone who is so wrapped up in the Slender Man mythos, there's thousands of pun, thousands of people out there who are wrapped up in Slender Man. He has his own uh, theme song, and he has... Uh, Halloween costumes for just for him. So there's a bunch of people out there, hundreds of thousands of people who are Slenderman fans, I guess. They're wrapped up in this. They're creating websites, forums, creepypastas, video series, um, stories. There's books. Um, it's just amazing at how many hundreds of thousands of people are following this Slenderman thing. So I actually think that he has been created by the masses. Maybe he was a demon that, or, or some sort of other non-human entity, entity that was already here, and now he's just been given a name. But I personally think that he is a supraterrestrial intelligence that has been created by the collective consciousness. That's what I really think that Slenderman is. And I'm, I'm going to go over a little bit on the show time, um, but that's okay because, hell, it's my show and I can do what I want to, right? So we're right at an hour almost right now, but I'm going to go over a few minutes because I want to tell you about my experience and what has been happening to me since I have been looking up stuff on Slenderman. Now, this all started, like I said, probably a couple of months ago. Um... Uh, I'm you're you're going to hear some this microphone that I'm using is so sensitive. You're going to be hearing me type some click some stuff into the keyboard here as I talk. So I apologize for all the the clicks and everything that you're hearing. Um like I said, I I started um with Slenderman uh, really looking into him probably about uh 2 months ago. Um ran across a video that someone had actually posted on Facebook of all places that was a quote unquote Slenderman documentary. It was about 10 minutes long. I was like, what the hell is Slenderman? I, 
haven't heard of Slender Man. So I checked the video out. And let me tell you, it was kind of creepy, this documentary. And I was like, holy crap. Is this for real? Or is this something that somebody's made up? So, of course, it was a, a YouTube video. So I started, I went to YouTube. Well, actually, first of all, I, I did what every damn body else does. I did a, a Google search for Slender Man. And I found all of these freaking forums and all this other sorts of stuff that had to do with Slender Man. And I started reading. I was like, man, this guy, this thing is, is creepy. And I started reading and then I ran across something that, that referred to the Something Awful forums. And about how Slender Man was made up. And then I got a little disappointed. I'm like, oh man, this thing is not real. It totally you know, had me fooled there for a minute. You can probably hear my creepy clock in the background chiming. Um, so I found the Something Awful forums and I started reading through them. And sure enough, I found that Slender Man supposedly wasn't real. And I continued to do a little research, and, and I found that there's this web series that everyone was talking about called Marble Hornets. I was like, Marble Hornets? What the hell does that have to do with Slender Man? So I wasn't going to – I had kind of like, you know, wasn't going to pursue it anymore. I'm like, oh, well, I thought it was going to be something I could do for a show, but it's not real, so I'm not going to do it. So I wasn't even going to look up Marble Hornets. But I don't know, something – was there, and this was probably after like two or three days of researching this. So I was like, uh, let me check it out. So I did. And first couple of videos, you know, nothing, nothing, nothing was happening. And then they had a video. The The whole thing with Marble Hornets was. was is like this. There's a there's two college friends and they're film students. And one of them is making a uh movie as a project for whatever it is that he's doing in school. And the the movie is called Marble Hornets. And it doesn't really give any background about the movie or anything like that. It just says that uh in the middle of shooting the movie, uh he quit and said he's not gonna do it because of the working conditions and uh just kind of never mentions what happened to it again. So you fast forward a few years and they decide that, uh, or, or the guy's friend is talking to him about it. It's like, Hey, how come you haven't, uh, finished the movie? And the guy gets real pissed off. And anyway, one thing leads to another and the guy gets hold of his tapes that it, the dude was using to shoot the movie with the friend disappears. And the guy starts looking through the tapes and he sees, this thing in the tapes is Slender Man. And, and so I was like, wow, what the hell? And I, so that's how I got engrossed in it. And so I immediately sat down and over, it took me several days, but I watched every video that they had on this Marble Hornet series. And then I was hearing about this Everyman hybrid. So I went and I, I've watched every video about uh, Everyman hybrid. I've looked up a whole bunch of stuff. I even joined a uh, Slenderman forum and have been talking to some people. Uh, I tried to get in contact with Victor Surge so I could have him on the show because he's done a couple of interviews, but I, I wasn't able to get in contact with him. But uh, 
So I've been learning all about this Slender Man person, and I have been engrossed in this for two months now. And about a month ago, after I had been spending so many of my waking hours, and why I was doing this, I don't know. I I, I can't say that I've been fascinated by a, a... a topic like this for like ever. I mean, there's been stuff that I've been fascinated about and I've, you know, learned stuff about it and everything, but I've never spent two months just engrossed in it. Like what I am now. And about a month into it, I started weird things started happening to me. Um, I started having this overwhelming feeling of being watched, especially when I was alone. Um, and I would be here in the studio working either, you know, doing something for the website, uh, putting a show together or working on something for an upcoming show or whatever. And I would get this feeling that somebody was standing around the corner or standing behind me looking at me. And I would, you know, of course, you know, we turn around, there's nobody there. And then I started hearing strange noises. I would hear thumps and bumps. And I'm the only one here in the studio. And this is a very small studio. And you don't know where these thumps and bumps come from. And not too long ago, behind me, something fell off the wall. It sounded like a piece of metal or something like that. I can't find what it was. There's nothing metal that fell off of this wall. There's nothing metal that fell off the wall around the corner. I mean, there's nothing that fell. I don't know what the hell it was. And I'm I'm just getting these feelings of, of like being stalked, which is what happens with Slenderman. And supposedly one of the only ways that you can can see him is through a camera. And I've shot some video since all this has been going on. Not specifically, you know, oh God, looking for Slenderman type thing. But I've, I've got a video camera and I've shot some video. Uh, haven't seen Slenderman. Of course, I hadn't really looked at all the video that I've shot either. But, you know, nothing's funny or unusual. There's been no distortion in what I have looked at. And I haven't had a seen, you know, some faceless tall dude in a dark suit and tie standing in the corner you know so i don't i don't know uh, and there's been some other stuff that's that's been happening to me um i just get this real uh overwhelming feeling of this dark energy that has attached itself to me and i'm wondering if this isn't the tulpa you know is this not what Slenderman really is and what people are manifesting him as is a tall faceless guy in a suit you know that's just what we're interpreting him as being you know you know what i'm saying um but is he really just this like I like I said, you know, something that, that the collective consciousness created is he some sort of super terrestrial intelligence? Is he this dark tulpa? 
that attaches itself to you and starts having you know, bad things start happening? Am I really being stalked by Slenderman? Is is he a real entity? Have we created him? Did Victor Surge just pull him out of thin air and then the collective consciousness of all these hundreds of thousands of people brought him into existence? Or was this something that Victor Surge had an experience with himself and used it on the creepypasta forums? I don't know, but I'm thinking that whatever in the hell is going on, I'm thinking that there is some sort of validity to the Slenderman mythos. Because things are really, really weird for me, and they usually don't get like that. I know you're probably thinking one or two things. Either A, you're freaking crazy, or B, you just have all these feelings because you've been so engrossed up in researching for for whatever, for this show, we'll say. And I'm not going to totally discount that. That is uh, a possibility. But you're looking at possibilities and probabilities. This is what I tell people all the time. Is it possible? Yes. Is it probable? Hmm. I'm 50-50 because it could be probable that it's my own mind playing tricks on me. But I'm not usually like that. That stuff usually doesn't happen to me. So I'm going to say that the probability is low although it does exist. Is it possible? Of course. Probability is low. So I'm going to keep you updated as to what's, what happens with me and this dark energy that has seemingly attached itself to me that I'm just going to call the Slender Man because I don't know what else to call it. So I'm going to give you a word of warning as I wind this this down feel free to look up the slender man all that you want and learn out learn about him and find out about him for yourself because me trying to tell it to you in this little radio program i i figured out as i was writing this show up it's damn near impossible to explain it you're just gonna have to look it up for yourself and experience not experience it, but you're just going to have to look it up for yourself to really fully understand what Slender Man is and what he's all about because it doesn't translate really well when you're trying to describe it to somebody. But I'm going to warn you, do it at your own risk. Don't go into this thing too deep and make the mistake that I have made because you just may get some sort of dark energy that attaches itself to you. And maybe that's really what the Slender Man is, is a dark, malevolent energy. So, be forewarned. Find out all about it that you want. Just be careful how far you go with it. Don't go too deep. Just skim the surface, and that's really all you need to do. The deeper you go, the more you're opening yourself up to being attacked or have a dark energy attach itself to you. And I'm going to keep you informed on what's going on with me. 
So uh, that's going to wind down the show. I hope that you enjoyed it this evening as best as I could make this show about Slender Man. Let me know what you thought about it by dropping me an email. That's sandman at parareality.com. And also please remember to visit parareality.com where you can listen to the show and others. You can listen to the live 365 shows that I used to do and old episodes from the WRFN show. Um, the live 365 shows will be uploaded on the second Monday of the month, and the WRFN shows will be made available on the third Monday of every month. Uh, while you're there at my website on parareality.com, you can find out information about uh, the upcoming show that's going to be uh, broadcast, and you can, uh, like I said, listen to the shows from there as well. Uh, also, don't forget to look me up on Facebook at Sandman.Parareality and add me as a friend. Send me a friend request, and I'll be more than happy to add you on there. Uh, you can even uh, hear the show on Facebook as well, and you can also find out more about what's going on in the world of Parareality. And speaking of stuff going on in the world of Parareality, um, my good friend, Mr. Tony Pratt, not too long ago, uh, invited me and several other people to help co-author a book that he was writing. Tony Pratt is the host of a local uh, television show here in the Nashville area called Mystery Us. And uh, I have been a guest on that show uh, last year. Um, anyway, um, I, I first... Uh, I've been friends with Tony for a long time. We we first met whenever we were both doing uh, a gig at WRFN, and um, we kind of have both branched out into different things. He's He's got his TV show that he's had for a few years. I did had a very short, brief run at an Internet te television show myself. Um, but he invited me to uh, – he was uh, doing this book, and he invited me and several other people to contribute chapters. So I have a chapter in his book. The book is uh, Mystery, Us, Universe, Origin, and Destiny, and it's available on uh, Amazon.com. Uh, you can get it as a, as a Kindle book, and I think it's even going to be in paperback, although I am not sure, but I know it's definitely available as a Kindle book. It came out, yes, uh, on, uh, yeah, it came out on Halloween, October the 31st. Um, it is $8.89 on uh, Amazon.com. And I've got a chapter in there that uh, kind of tells a little bit, of, gives some background about me, how I got into the business, and and some things of that nature. So uh, it's a very good book. It's got uh, chapters by Michael Cremo. Uh, it's got uh, uh, Jose Escamilla in it. Uh, has has done a chapter in it. Um, let's see, um, uh, Paul von Ward. Uh, contributed a chapter to it. Uh, one of the um, people who was a guest on my show um, last month, uh, Mr. Brett Oldham, he contributed a chapter to it as well. Uh, so there's, all in all, there's like nine or ten um, authors to this book. And, of course, I'm one of them. Um, so it's available... For your Kindle on Amazon.com, it is called Mystery Us, Origin and Destiny. Make sure you check it out if you want to learn about, uh, read the chapter that I contributed to it about uh, how I got into the business and how I first start, got started in the paranormal and all that other sorts of good stuff. So uh, check it out. Help us struggling radio show host and television host earn a living here. <laughs> 
So uh, everybody, my next show is going to be available on Monday, December the 13th. No, excuse me, December the 3rd, not 13th. <laughs> my next show here for Pair Reality is going to be available on Monday, December the 3rd, 2012. And uh, as always, you can listen to it uh, on PairReality.com or on Facebook, or you can even go to Spreaker.com and type in Reality Radio, and you can listen to it from Spreaker as well. So make sure you turn on, tune in, and find out on Monday, December the 3rd, 2012 for the next episode of Pair Reality Radio. Hope that this radio program opens up your mind to new ways of thinking, expands your consciousness, and produces a change in the way that you see the world. If you wish to change, you must lift the veil of ignorance that has been cast over your eyes. Only then will you see the true power of the universe. I hope that you have a wonderful evening, and I will see you again next month. Going to leave you a little bit of hollow notes. I can't go for that. We'll see you later, everybody. Have a good evening.